From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 298. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's, Squarespace, and Casper. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by the ma- the traveling the traveling wanderer, the the, the Pen Addict nomad, uh, Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> the knock nomad. See, knock nomad. Up there. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was way better. That's way better. You should yeah. do the intros from now on. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, it'd be the same intro. Like every third week, I'd be the same one because I'm not that original. <laughs> so you're back yeah. from another show. Baltimore's all wrapped up. You've got, what, Little Rock next week? Wow. We'll yeah. talk about those a little later on in the show, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, no no rest for the weary, but uh, I have recuperated. There was no recoup time for this show. Same time zone for me, short flights, easy travels, no crud yet. So I'm feeling, you know, everything's everything's coming up aces for me uh, after this show. And, and the show was aces itself, so we'll talk about that a lot. Yeah, you, I know I can just see by looking at our notes that you were very enthused about something that you were very excited about. I was worried yeah. that you were like, uh, you were overly excited for Baltimore, so like it wasn't going to mm-hmm. end up being what you wanted it to be. Um, mm-hmm. But by, by looking at the, all the notes you've had, it looks like it might have been. Yeah, yeah, and I'm still still typing as, as, you, as you're talking to me. I'm still adding in a couple more things. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that. So for the very last time... In 2018, we will uh, promote, plug, talk about our Kickstarter campaign. Basically, if you're not listening to this show on Wednesday, the 7th of March, you're you're probably too late now. Um, the, the campaign ends in like 20-something hours from when we're recording this. Uh, we have eclipsed the most money we have ever raised. Um, the campaign is currently at $29,836 for 657 backers, which is just superb. Very, 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 very excited about that, um, obviously. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who is uh, making this year's trips uh, a dead set. We're very, very excited to be doing both Atlanta and Toronto with our stop in New York in the middle, and we're really confident you're going to love the things that we provide for you the the rewards so thanks so much to everybody that has uh participated uh probably the next that you will hear from us about this uh, unless something wild happens in the next 12 hours uh will be as we run up to atlanta in april um so we're really excited i uh in my journal i keep writing down uh, every few days in my what am i excited about heading the atlanta pen mm. show i'm really getting the feeling like I want to I feel like I need to travel anyway right now and Atlanta being next um, I'm really pumped for it like just as we were starting today I was thinking to myself what pens will I take this year Hmm. (laughs) so yeah really really excited so thank you to everyone uh, who has made this happen for us again Yep, and and thanks for me too. This is really awesome and amazing that you guys allow the allow us to do this every year and support us and you know, we hope you we bring you some fun along the way. I think it's uh it's pretty pretty locked in now, so we feel real good about uh what's upcoming the rest of the year. And once the project closes, like Mike said, as we get towards Atlanta, I'll post updates cuz I'll probably have some manufacturing updates by then. Maybe in the first month or so after the project, getting the pins ordered, getting the cases ordered, and then we'll have notes for the Atlanta show for those of you who are attending. Um you know, we'll have notes on how to get you know your your ticket for the live show and and things like that. So, more to come. But most importantly, thank you to everyone who supported it. And one quick last note: I did send out. I forgot to do it on Monday. I did send out a backers update on how to add the pins exactly the PIN pins to an existing pledge if you wanted extra sets. So the details are in that note. So look for for that in your email or on the project itself. Yep, because there are some like intricacies about shipping and yeah stuff like that it's it, it's not super clear so yeah um i tried to make it as as clear as possible in the little I note so go check that job. out if you're interested thank so you mate. my my sailor my pink love mm-hmm. has had a just a real journey through customs mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is normal <laughs> uh this one has been a little bit more involved than usual in that like it, it arrived in the UK uh, six days ago and oh, wow. has gone in and out of customs twice now. I would lose my mind. Yeah. I, I would be besides myself. But I guess I mean, you're used to it at this point. This one has this been, is old has hat been for you, but... 
this one has been a little bit trickier than usual because like it was put into customs and it told me that customs were gonna, were raised on it five days ago then mm-hmm. nothing was arriving i wasn't getting a letter because they send you a letter so you can pay it i wish you could just like go in online and pay it straight away but no you have to wait for the letter to give mm. you the code that you need because with the amount like you have to wait for the letter to come with the amount because you have to manually type the amount into the royal mail website it's so dumb um, like really, I just wanted to say like, oh, customs charge. I just press a button and pay it, and then it can get it delivered straight away. But that's not how it works. Um, so it went into customs. It says it got released from customs four days later. So I was like, great! Like this was yesterday. I'm like, it's coming. I'm gonna get it. Like they've they've revised the customs, <laughs> and then today, uh, like 11 a.m., uh, it says awaiting payment of customs charges again. So I think today the letter is being generated now for me to get it out of customs which i'm hoping will arrive tomorrow if it arrives tomorrow i might be able to get it on friday or otherwise it's going to be monday but it's on the way uh i'm i'm very excited um, especially because some people have been uh, receiving theirs. It really frustrates me that people in America have already got theirs, like <laughs> considering that like, I I don't feel like it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but the Nib Smith, uh, our good friend over at the Nib Smith. Um, Dan. Dan, Dan, that's it. I always got, my mind says Matt for everyone. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it does that. You know all, a lot of Matt's. All of these, all the website names are too similar, right? So they get mm. mixed up in my brain. But anyway, Dan has posted some uh, wonderful pictures of his pink love, which has only uh, made me more and more excited because it looks incredible. Yeah, it does. And I know our listeners can't wait until like our fourth week in a row talking about this pen. Yeah, oh man, it's going to be next next time we're going to get a full-on review and then we might get like additional impressions for the week after. Actually, I can't wait for you to get it because you've been wanting this thing so bad. That's why we talk about it so much. It's funny. Oh man, it's like it's but a, the pictures, it's a man. The pictures look good. I might have to go ink mine up now. Mike, mine hasn't been up, been inked up for a while, so I'm going to go ink mine up uh, later on today. The only appropriate ink for that pen is uh, Califolio Andronoble. So that's yep. like without question what's going in that pen. So yeah, that is what that you can bet your bottom dollar. That's what I'm putting in mine when mm-hmm. if and when mm-hmm. it ever arrives. And yes, as uh, Cupcake Girl in the chat says, I will be bringing this one to Atlanta. Uh, What I was thinking today is I may basically just bring all my sailor pens and then like one can of layer and a Brooks pen. That's probably all I'm going to bring to Atlanta this Mm -hmm. time. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah. You need room to come home with something too. Exactly. (laughs) I I need big space to come home with what I want to come home with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. So I caught an interesting podcast in my feed this week. It's called Cortex. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. There's a little Mm. story behind this. (laughs) So I I normally don't listen to Cortex, just full, full uh, disclosure. So for those of you who don't, who don't know or brand new listeners, this is one of Mike's, uh, is would this, is this your most downloaded podcast? Um, and we'll make this perfectly clear. It's because of your host, CGP Grey, not hey. you. Uh, uh, is this yeah. P- Cortex is, is the is the is the most popular show that I do. Yeah, it's it's the big one. So, yeah. um, and I don't always listen to it. Like, but there's usually some topics that like really speak to me because both of y'all talk about you know working for yourself and you know getting things done and things like that. And as we, you and I spoke about last week, you started this journal and you brought it up to Gray on the show. And I was actually surprised at a few of his responses. I thought he was going to eviscerate you. Yeah, me too. At some point. (laughs) I was pretty surprised as well. (laughs) And then he's like, by the way, I've done this too. (laughs) Yeah. So if if you're interested more in like in journaling from, I I don't want to take take your words, but from Gray's words, from a more task-based perspective, this is worth worth listening to. Do you have any, you want to chime in on this real quick? Uh, I've wanted to just give a little bit of background about this topic. So Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to bring it up on Cortex as a thing that I was wanting to talk about, right? I wanted to talk about the the hows and whys of the journaling that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I thought to myself, I can't, in like in full disclosure, there was no way I could bring it up before me and you had the opportunity to talk about it. 
right? Because mm-hmm. I felt like if I would have just like thrown out on Cortex that I'm journaling, but I'd never had the mm-hmm. conversation here, it would have just I would have felt like I was cheating on you or something. So I yeah. made it very specific that I would talk about my journal on this show before I would mention it on Cortex. So that That's that was funny. just like a funny thing that went in my that like just happened in my brain. I just felt like it wouldn't have been fair if I would have just mentioned mm-hmm. on that show that I'm doing a journal, but not on here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it was pretty cool. Y'all go listen to it. The only question I was left with, and this is where the my not listening regularly to the show comes in. Gray has designed some of his own paper. It's digital like paper. Just, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't just know like what back, it is. Background stuff. Okay. But there's some kind of format that he has created, like a digital paper to use in like GoodNotes or something that he gotcha. keeps promising so like to share background. because people want it, but he hasn't done it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Um, but yeah, he's created <laughs> some kind of like specific paper format um, for okay. his journal planning thing that he's been doing. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is no existing system that can accurately work for him. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. So I wanted to throw that in there in case anyone wanted to go listen to uh, it more is good, nerdery. It is good on... extended listening from last week's episode yeah. of this show. Where, where I really kind of delve into the, the, the why I'm doing it more than yes. kind of here. I was talking about the practicals. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I giggled uh, several times, especially at Gray. All right, Mike, I have a lot to say yeah, you do. about the Baltimore Pen Show. So why don't we get to it after hearing from our good friends at Casper? That's a great idea. Today's show is brought to you by Casper, the company focused on sleep, de- who are dedicated to making sure that you are exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. You spend a third of your life sleeping. That's a lot of time. Like, if you spend a third of your life doing one specific thing, like, you know, the rest of your time you're doing, like, you're awake, you're doing whatever, but just a pure thing, you are you're in your bed for one third of your life. So don't you want to make sure that it is the best, most enjoyable and lovely experience that it can possibly be? Sure you do, and that's why you need Casper. Their mattresses are perfectly designed for human beings with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. Casper's got all the right support in all the right places. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so comfortable? Well, they combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress that will give you just the right sink and bounce. Their mattresses are designed and developed in the US, and they have a breathable design to help keep you help keep your temperature regulated throughout the night, which you want. You don't want to be too hot, you don't want to be too cold, and that's what the Casper mattress can help with. They have uh, an average rating of 4.8 stars with online reviews, and they've had over 20,000 of them, so it's very clear that Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. They will deliver directly to your door in an impossibly small box, and if for any reason you don't love it, Casper has a hassle-free return policy, which is a 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial, so you can be sure of your mattress purchase from the internet because you get a hundred nights to sleep on it before you make your final decision and if you don't like it within that time period you can return it for free very very simple now brad dowdy my understanding Mm. is when you need a little bit of time to yourself you go and Mm. uh hunker down on the casper mattress in the the, (laughs) is that right (laughs) that was a very kind way to say when you've been kicked out of the bedroom for snoring too loud (laughs) you go hunker you go hunker down on the uh casper mattress in in the guest bedroom and it's always enjoyable it's always fantastic i prefer it over my regular mattress i'd be okay just sleeping in there but you know it doesn't doesn't work that way that's a bad idea (laughs) that's not good that's not good for your overall marriage i think but no but but the nights I do sleep on the Casper are usually really good. Um, it's a great mattress. Um, I love the the packaging. I love that it keeps me cool and comfortable uh, and a good night's sleep. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Love it. You can get $50 towards select mattress purchases by going to casper.com slash penaddict and using penaddict at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Once more, that is casper.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict for $50 towards select purchases our thanks to casper for their support of this show and relay fm so by way of chance our podcast is recorded on wednesday which gives me like a day of podcasting pin show prep and then i get to talk about it almost right when i return it's like a good fit it's not it's not broken up too much um you can get i can get the whole show experience you know, between between shows and, and fill you in on the details. And last week, 
I was talking about how excited I was for the show and I hope it lived up to the hype and no pressure, Bert and who Bert Ozer, who puts on the show, Baltimore Pen Show. And I had high hopes. And this show met or exceeded every single one of them. I mean, I think it's fair to say this is one of the best pen shows I've ever been to. Wow. Just right from the right from the jump, we're gonna go ahead and drop that on this show. So there's a lots of things. Lots of things that go into that, which we'll talk about as we kind of go through this. But I just kind of want to talk through the show from the different things I did, different events I did, different people I met, and kind of paint a picture of how this show was because it was really so much fun. And I wish everyone could be at this show um, just to experience what all of us lucky ones that got to go there got to experience. And I didn't put this in the show notes. Some were not so lucky because we did have a huge weather event Friday, Thursday night, Friday, most of the day um, that prevented people from getting to the show. A lot of those days, a lot of high winds, snow up north, and it was just kind of a travel nightmare on Friday. But somehow the show didn't skip a beat. Like we had a good crowd on Friday, big crowd on Saturday. And then, like, the perfect crowd on Sunday to just kind of chill and, and go through the day. The um, knock presence, this was my first knock show of the year where I brought and manned all the knock goods at the knock co booth. So the way the show's set up, there's one large ballroom. This is a new hotel for Baltimore, so I don't know the previous setup. One large ballroom, then one small ballroom off to the side. So I was in the small ball ballroom off to the side it was me pay it forward table van s pins jimmy Dolov, uh story supply um independent so it was a it was a nice room and there was some more oh um the baltimore um urban sketchers were right behind us so that was a cool group so you know we dubbed it the cool kids room because the small kid the small room always gets dubbed something right because you feel left out of the big room but i don't think we missed a beat being in that side room, certainly from Knox's perspective, business was as good as any other large show that I've done before. Like overall, our sales were right there with Atlanta, Chicago, San Francisco, Baltimore slid right in, like didn't miss a beat. Like it's pretty consistent what we can do at a pin show. And this one was right there, which I had no idea what to expect, but it was really, really good. Um, so from a business perspective, very successful show from a personal perspective, I want to talk about the fun stuff we did and then we'll circle back around to the actual show itself. Well, well before we move away from knock though, I mean, you debuted mm -hmm. the A5 oh. seed case. How was that received? Yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote that down here and I almost forgot to talk about it. Um, exceptionally well, I only had about 15 to bring. They were gone by Friday afternoon, first day, of course, and everyone seemed to like them very much, and we were missing some on uh, Saturday, so we couldn't quite get them all. And from a shipping perspective, from the rest of the seed cases, I only got about 30 in while we were gone, so I'm not ready to put them up on the site this week. I told everyone I'd be ready to put them up on the site this week. We didn't get enough. When I came home, I was disappointed <laughs> In the side, I was expecting very large boxes waiting for me upon my return home. And I was like, wow, this box is small. So we're a little bit short. So I'll have more notes later. I'm trying to figure out where the rest of them are. So hopefully we can get them out soon. So feedback was awesome. Everyone who who bought them and and used them was giving me feedback. It was it was very good. So I am very happy with that case. That's definitely like the what do you call it the that's definitely the, the prize the winner of the case sizes yeah it's the mvp of our cases right I now so one, I, need, I want one real bad now for, yeah. for my journal you know like it just it fits so many normal it fits the most normal things that all of us pen nerds use so yep. that's why we wanted to make it so yeah because it was funny i always thought i wanted the traveler's notebook size just because that size intrigues mm -hmm. me but now i yeah. have an actual you know i have an actual real need for something in that size range so mm -hmm. yeah i'm ver i'm very keen to get myself one of those probably in atlanta 
Yep. So if I don't have a a ton by Atlanta, I'm going to have worse problems uh, than sure. showing up to the yeah. show without a seat case. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So yeah, that was fantastic. The pin mixer that we did on Friday night. This is the second time I've run this event myself and Lisa Van S. Where similar to what we did in San Francisco last year, we bring in tables Mm -hmm. like large round tables and we ask one of our friends in the community or in either you know the attendee community or the vendor community to come and host a table meaning that they will sit and like kind of captain a table for the night and then we'll sit around maybe six or eight people around the table to come and talk with them and learn from them for like between 10 and 15 minutes and then we make them get up and move the attendees make them get up and move to the next table to go learn from the next host so we ended up with six tables and it was the perfect sized event because in san francisco it became so large i was yelling between two rooms and moving people between two rooms and it was kind of a mess but even though it went off like everyone loved it this was a little bit more in sync as far as moving it and the people who hosted the table I'll give them a quick shout out. It's Martin Ferguson, Jim Rouse, Dan Keller, Dan Don, community member, Chris Roth from Write Notepads, Vito Grippy from Story Supply. Oh, and Dan Keller's from Good Made Better, Jim Rouse from Franklin Christoph, and Martin Ferguson from Martin's Pens. So great, great so mix of people. It's perfect, right? Because Martin can talk about vintage pens and repair. Jim Rouse can talk about nib grinding. Dan Keller can talk about manufacturing with his pinwell products. Dan Don can talk about inks and nibs and paper and how they all work together. And Chris Roth and Vito both talk about uh, notebook production and paper qualities and printing. So it was just fantastic. These, these people just did a wonderful job. The people who were moving around the mixer had a great time and uh, it was a really, really fun event. Um, I don't want to say it went off without a hitch, but it feels like it went off without a hitch, right? Like I had a, everyone seemed to have a good time, have a good time. You know, there was, you know, we were a little bit tight on space, but we made it work. You know, we just kept stealing chairs that we probably weren't supposed to steal. And, you know, that's just kind of what you do <laughs> at a pin show. You just kind of make it happen. And uh, it was fun. So that was I fantastic. That, that there is a show that I will be at at some point where you're able to do this. Cause it yeah. sounds like a really fun thing like i was thinking about it because i saw some of your instagram stuff and i Mm -hmm. was like there's no way i could host a table because i just Mm -hmm. i i'm not confident enough in my knowledge Mm -hmm. right but like i would love to participate like to go and talk to these people uh right and kind of find out more about what they do i was thinking like if brad asked me to host a table what could i even what would I even be able to talk about? I feel like I would spend like the majority of the time being taught by other people who were just sitting there. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. I think it's a really yeah. fun thing, and I hope that I can I can see it in action at some point. Yeah, so I don't know where else we'll do this again. I don't know what other shows will have the opportunity to do this and where it would work well. But whenever we, we do, we will let everyone know, and it's a fun event you should try to go to. Um, you know, if, you've, if you want to learn more or just hang around people um you know with similar likes and tastes and that kind of rolls into the saturday night event which i kind of felt like you what you were just talking about the pin show after dark event sponsored by kenro industries is just really a hangout and get together where a bunch of us sit at like the similar tables we sat at for the pin mixer we just came and hung out and talked with people who wanted to you know talk about the pin show and talk about what pins you have and what type of paper or you know just various things it was just more of a concentrated uh you know group of all of us pin addicts all at one time like away from the bar to where we can all be kind of more together and so i've been to these plenty of times um, at different pin shows and I'm always just hanging out and, you know, talking to Carrie, mixing and mingling, having a drink, whatever. And for some reason, I, this time was, I don't know if it was different or better or what, but I just sat down at a table and talked to a bunch of people and we just chit chatted back and forth about whatever. Like some of them wanted to know about like my business stuff. Other times we were just talking about pins and I had the best time just like sitting down and chatting. I never stop 
when I'm at a pin show, right? I almost never sit down the entire time at a pin show. And that was one of the few times where I could just stop and talk to people with like without having to worry about anything else other than the people in front of me. And I just had an awesome time. It was, uh, it was really cool. And Tony in the chat room reminds me that that worked out perfectly on Saturday night, Mike, because there was a kid, kid rock concert in town, like two blocks away. So this seemed to be one of the hotels of choice. So the bar, the bar was very, very packed that night. So, um, it was, oh, it was kind of, right. So you weren't was, in the bar, right? So like you had your right. own little chill area away from yep. the kid rock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was you kind know, of amazing. If you like kid rock, I'm not shaming you. Like I'm not trying to do no, that, no. but like I I can imagine it being a little bit of a rowdy bunch. Is yeah, mostly say. a different crowd, different yeah. crowd. But yeah, it was fun. I mean, nothing, nothing stupid happened. But mm-hmm. uh, of course, it was. Uh, <laughs> but it was nice to have our own space. And I just, I didn't realize until after that event how little I stop going at a pen show. Like I never have time. I feel to like just stop and and take it all in. And I got to that night. And that was like one of my personal highlights, right? Just being able to sit and talk with people. You know, we do that at the bar, you know, most nights, but it's always loud and raucous. Not necessarily, but, you know, it's hard to hear and things like that. This was just, I don't know. I really enjoyed just sitting and and hanging out and talking with people. So that was fun. It's been a while since I've been to a show where I met so many new people. Um. Atlanta's usually like that. San Francisco's like that because it's across country, right? So not everyone makes the trip. So, you know, it's it's a good place to meet new people. But this show, I got to meet just all kinds of people I've talked to online and never met before. And a lot of vendors, like Chris, I mentioned before from Write Notepads, that guy's awesome. Like I, I, <laughs> I said in our show notes, I'm going to read this. I usually don't read right off our show notes. I said, Chris Roth is a national treasure. This guy will end up with a statue somewhere, even if it's inside his own print shop. <laughs> that's that's what I... F- He's like that kind of like outgoing, gregarious character, right? I mean, he's a character in like all the best ways. And oh, by the way, he makes like the best notebooks and printed goods on the planet, right? So it's this really interesting mix, just watching him go at it all the time and he helped me out a lot at the pen mixer he you know held down a table bought a brought a bunch of printed goods to be able to talk about and it it was just awesome to finally meet him and we talked together we've talked online for years but to get him to meet him in person uh, it was pretty cool and then he also had a table like right across the aisle from us you know kind of at an angle in in the cool kids room so I got to pick up a bunch of new notebooks from him Um, he did so he was showing off some some printed pads where he was like really happy with like the letter pressing technique he used so just getting to listen to talk to someone who's so passionate about like what they do it was really cool so sounds like we could convince him to come out to atlanta chris sounds like i know i know i don't know if we can i don't know if we can get him on a plane he said he's done dc before but i'd never seen him there so it must have been pre our time there and uh he's done baltimore but uh he said he had so much fun at this show he'll probably just stick with Baltimore. That's his hometown. That's where Wright is. So we'll see. Um, you know, and he, uh, he definitely paid out on the, the Goldfield free drink chips that they sent Uh in the mail. So if you're a subscriber, you got, you get subscriber extras. And the last set was the Goldfield, um, notebook set and with it came like a little plastic chip it said good good for one free drink at right notepad so he pretty much carried around a 12 pack with him at all time <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun i like that that's really really yeah. good yeah so it was good and but i watched people turn them into him too it was hilarious um herbert pen company is someone that's new on my radar just recently they did something for they did a collaboration with papier plume this huge New Orleans Mardi Gras theme pen and box and like this whole thing that came together. It's really kind of amazing. Um, you know, like the pen is like too much for me and not like in dollars, but just like in wildness, like, okay. But I see like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's like, I don't want it, but it's pretty cool. Well, Chet was there and I got to meet him 
and he's doing some really interesting things. He's beautiful. Two things. Two things I wanted to point out. One, he's making clear acrylics with what amounts to ink swirls in them. So when he's making the blanks and it's still liquefied, for example, he's pouring in, I don't know, organic studio nitrogen or whatever into this clear acrylic and making a swirl of the actual ink color in this acrylic. And then it, and then it hardens and you know, then it turns into a rod and then he can turn the pins. So I thought that was cool. The second thing I thought that he did was really cool is he's actually making acrylic barrels that fit the pilot vanishing point nib units. So he's not making like a retractable pin for the pilot vanishing point. He's not doing that. He's essentially wrapping the nib unit into this pin. It makes it look like a hooded nib. It makes it look like a Parker 51 nib. And you can actually change out the entire nib unit. And I was like, okay, I'm getting one of those. Put me down on the list. You know, I said, put me down on the list now because when I talk about it, I don't want to lose my spot. I want to make sure I'm down. I can't <laughs> I want to find make sure I'm down first. that online anywhere. On so website. it's actually, I looked through the Instagram feed and I stopped looking after a certain point where it didn't come through. I have a picture I will put on Instagram later. I'm sorry. I didn't get it off my phone just yet. I'm a little behind on the pictures, but it's basically like a standard acrylic barrel and the nib unit of the vanishing point, you know, fits in there. You like unscrew it in the middle and you can put the nib unit in. And then when you screw it back together, it looks like a hooded nib like you would expect from a Parker 51. It's really kind of wild. I I held this pen like a lot just trying to figure it out. Like he wasn't selling the one. Okay, he had I found there. one. I found one. Okay. So it's just an interesting look to a, like I already know I like the nib, right? So it would just be kind of cool. And I have extra nib units. So you provide the nib unit for him. And he works around that and gets it in there to have like a fr- nice tight friction fit. And I just thought that was a really neat idea for something unique, especially for a nib unit that I like so much and have extras of. But let me ask you this question about that. Why that specific nib unit? Because it's different. Like it's a fantastic writer. It gives you, it gives you that hooded nib result mm-hmm. in a custom acrylic pen okay so that's why that's pretty much why yeah like it's certainly you know he could do everything else and fit yovo and and bach nib units in there just like everyone else but i appreciate him doing something, something differently special. and it gives you a different aesthetic yeah. right so it's a completely different aesthetic and that's what i picked it up i was like oh this is cool i thought it was just like a hooded nib and he's like no it's a vanishing point nib unit like the entire thing in there and you can even fit up he'll even make the barrel so it'll fit the entire con 70 converter which is the biggest converter that pilot offers Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a really neat thing that he's doing so uh i'm on the the, list for that the blanks the acrylics are beautiful some of them are just beautiful like really really good looking Yep, they're fantastic. And if you have multiple vanishing point nib units, as Sandra mentions in the chat room, you can switch out these nib units. It's not like it's glued in there or fixed in there. Right. Like, I, you know, I have a stub and I have extra fine. Like, I could, if I wanted to change them out, I could. It just slides right in there, friction fit, so you can pull it out. So, That's nice. super cool. I, I really enjoyed that. I got down on the list for that. Um, he's already six months out. Pretty much any custom Oof. pin maker is like six months out. These yeah. days, it yeah. seems like so. That's good, though, we, but it's frustrating at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I want yeah. them to be really, really busy, except when I want one. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Right. I was like, well, just put me down and then we'll, we'll, we'll sort it all out. So I'm on the list for that one. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not the only list I'm on, Mike. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. All right. I want to find out about that, but let me take a break first. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. Okay. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Squarespace. Use the offer code INC at checkout and you will get yourself 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. And let me tell you why you should, because they give you all of the tools that you need to get your next project online. No matter what type of website you're looking to build, Squarespace has everything you need. You can get a unique domain name with them. You can take advantage and customize beautiful award-winning templates. You can have everything 
everything set up without needing to install, patch, or upgrade anything. It's all available on the web. It's, they have apps. They have everything. They have statistics. They have online store functionality if you need it. And 24-7 customer support in case you need any help. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace have got you covered. They are the all-in-one platform to help you get your next idea online. Their plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com and then when you decide to sign up for a plan, use the offer code INK, I-N-K at checkout and you'll get yourself 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. We thank Squarespace for their continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So one of the next places I stopped and one of the next people I got to meet after only talking to them online and never seeing their work in person, even though I own one of his pens, is the Woodshed Pen Company. This is Mike Allen. I backed his Kickstarter earlier in the year. I don't know if you remember this pen, Mike. I, did, I didn't put the link to my pen in there, but it's kind of that rose and violet cracked ice acrylic pen that I got off Kickstarter. Oh, it's really yeah, fantastic. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. this. Yeah, so he was there. Um, he, too, is doing his own acrylics and making his own pens. And we talked for a while. Is that the night of the... I think it was the night of the... The pen show after dark. It was one of the evenings, you know. We got to we got to stand and talk there for a little bit, and you know, I just loved hearing his story and hearing what he's working on and hearing what he's doing and why he's doing it. And I almost ended up with another one of his pens. I kept going back to this one particular one. He's doing some alumilite uh, casting, and had some really neat neat barrels. I don't know how I would explain their difference between a standard acrylic, but they seem to be more. I don't know, like a thicker, not in thickness, but like a, a richer color, a richer depth instead of like, you know, some of the acrylics have some clarity in it. These seem to be, you know, more thick and rich. And I really liked how they came out. I almost ended up with one of those, but I held off. Um, I didn't want to blow the budget too much because I actually did buy a couple pens at this show. Um, But yeah, he's just a really nice guy. He does good work and... You know, I just enjoyed talking to him, so I wanted to make sure, you know, that the word got out that all these people are coming to this show, and you get to see all these things in person that you may have only gotten to see online. And I had more people tell me that they this was their first show, they're so glad they're here, and they get to hold the things that they've only seen online and figure out if it's good for them. So it's nice to see all these new makers making it to the show. So it was very cool. Another one of those is Good Made Better, which is Dan Keller, the maker of the Pinwell. He and his wife were there, and I spent a lot of time with him. He's a very interesting guy. And what I like and appreciate about Dan so much is he is super inquisitive about everything. Like, he's very new to this market. Like, Dan, last year. Dan is a great emailer. Dan sends me great emails. <laughs> he's a good dude. He's nice. I really like him. Yeah, and he's even nicer in person, if that's possible. Um, so just hanging out with him and his wife and just, you know, just talking in general things, not necessarily about, you know, the products or anything like that. Just talking in general to him was really cool because he's still, you know, sorting it all out, figuring out what, what he wants to do, what he wants to be in the marketplace. Um, he's really you know the effort you can see like in his products look fantastic i know the maryland pinwells maryland flag pinwells were gone almost immediately um it seems like they were i saw him on his table the first day and i don't remember seeing him that after that and he was showing me off some new products he's playing around with and just an all-around good guy that like you can't help but support and you know check out his wares and and things like that and it was just cool watching him. Yeah, I think this is his second show. Like I said, they did Denver last year was their first show, and that was around the launch of the Pinwell product. And he's already come out with a new product from them. He's doing all kinds of different materials and and things like that. The Pay It Forward table, which you know I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing, yep. what Oscar Rodriguez is doing. They were adjacent to me, like we were we were table table buddies table neighbors in the cool kids room and it was awesome to see all of the people come up and all of the volunteers work that table and tell the attendees like what pay it forward was all about and seeing the crowds they have and the enthusiasm 
of not just all of the volunteers working the table, but the attendees who came to the table and were able to get their kids, you know, something cool to get them started in fountain pens or get their spouse who wasn't really interested in fountain pens into fountain pens or people who are just beginners in this whole thing, give them something, you know, to take with them from the show at no charge just to kind of learn about what we do and what all this is about and why we enjoy, you know, pens and paper and, and things like that. So it was super cool to see just all the activity around pay it forward table. Um, it was fantastic. And I appreciate all of the table hosts watching my table when I ran off from time to time, which I did. So we had, we had a good thing going. It was a, a it was a good it was a good setup uh, hopefully for all of us hopefully for them i didn't get to talk with oscar about how the show actually ended up but i imagine uh based on what i saw it was fantastic now the other list i'm on mike for pin making was not someone who had a table at the show but it was friend of the show friend of the slack room chewbacca from red dragon pens i got to see his pins in person he was at the show brian was at the show and I was like, all right, put me down. Put me on the list. I, I like his craftsmanship of the pens. I like his barrel designs. I like the little unique things that he does. So uh, he's already sent me an email. Brian, if you're listening, I'll get back to you on that email. I may have already replied. I don't know. I'm a little space cadet yes- yesterday trying to catch up on all the things. But Brian's work looks really, really nice. Really nice. Excuse me. And... So I'm definitely going to work with him to put a pen together for me. And as I talk about all these people, this is all the new people, right? Like, have you ever met any single one of these people at the show besides Oscar? No. At any at Atlanta or DC? No. And like, here I am spending 20, I don't know how many minutes, talking about all of this new, fresh ideas at the pen show. Yeah, and it's wicked. It's great because it's like, there's all this new stuff, all these new amazing things happening at not what has been considered to be one of the big pen shows, right? Right, right. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it, it's kind of amazing. And I, I'll apologize right now. I am certain I am leaving somebody out. Um, if I leave you out, uh, please don't fret and please know that I love you too. Um, <laughs> except, except Tony, who wants credit for manning the Notco booth, and uh, oh he actually, he actually did. He, uh, <laughs> I, I would trust him with anything at, at the Notco booth except the money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he did a great mm-hmm. job. He did a great job. I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of my old friends at the show, and um, I'm going to say, you know, I wrote this in two sections. In the show doc, we had the new people, which was the uh, the part I just went through. I did title this "Old People." The ne- this next little bit, but that's not because they're old, even though one of them is. It's because you know they're not like brand new to the scene. They're people I've seen and know and met, but I love them so much. I wanted to give them some shout outs, and one of them is, of course, the wonderful Jonathan Brooks, Carolina Pen Company. How can you not love the guy and love everything that he does? He was showing off his new Harushi work at the bar on Thursday night. Um, it looks fantastic. Some of the new designs he has, some of the new finishes he has, some of the new artwork he has. It's really, really cool. And then I went over to his table on Friday, and <laughs> I saw this double-ended pen, Mike, mm-hmm. which I put in the Instagram. I don't know how I didn't buy this. I guess I just wasn't ready to spend the money. Like I'm going to end up with a double-ended pen, two nibs on each side, eyedropper fill on both sections um i'm gonna end up with a pen like this especially because the colors are crazy it's like purple green and fluorescent yellow yeah it's i pretty think rad. A, a, a double-ended crazy pen like this is in my future too because i think it's really yeah. i really like it um i nearly bought one at the london show um from mm-hmm. twist but yeah i'm, I'm mm-hmm. this is something that i will eventually get on my list yeah so he actually had two of them and they were equally as nice like i it was a hard time deciding like which one I like, but I still didn't end up with one. Sorry, Jonathan. Um, maybe next time I see you, or maybe it'll be gone. I don't know. But, you know, one of these days, 
I'm going to have to end up with something like that because the material and the design is just really cool. The second person who is a legitimately old person, just in age, but not in heart is Mr. Paul Arano. He really embraces the youth movement. He sees at these pin shows and tries to bring everyone in to learn about vintage pins. Like we had him at the, the pin mixer in San Francisco. He did he had a rough day Friday getting into the show, so we didn't have him Friday night. But it didn't matter because he just pulls people in to his aura. He just likes to talk about pens. And this year, like he's before I even saw his setup, he pulled me aside and we talked for like 20 minutes on his new vintage pencil kick that he's on. So he's been buying tons of vintage pencils, brings them to the show. He's been buying all kinds of vintage pencil sharpeners and restoring them. He had a bunch of them at the show. You'll see pictures on my Instagram feed from all the things that he brought. And he's just so passionate about everything he talks about. So it's really cool. So uh, Johnny Gamber from the Erasable Podcast and from Pencil Revolution Online, he's a Baltimore native. So when Johnny came to the show, I made a, made a point to bring Johnny over and, and introduce him to Paul. And so they got to meet each other And because Paul is getting into this stuff. And, you know, Johnny... Johnny is is the pencil master online, so I wanted to make sure they talked. And then I know the crew from the BYOB podcast sat down and interviewed Paul. So look for that interview coming up soon in their podcast feed. I haven't heard it yet, but uh, I know once it gets edited, uh, it will be out there for everyone to listen to. So well, I'll put I'll make sure once once that drops, we'll we'll link it in the show notes and talk about it. But I'm sure it's fantastic. Paul is a great guy. He. Um, he loves to talk, so he he's one of those guys. You ask him one question, and then you know, like an hour later, you're still you're still going, and you haven't asked a second question. So it's pretty amazing. And yes, there will be uh, some some special uh, words from Mr. Paul Arano either in the the main podcast or it might have its own little little tidbit. And for those of you who are there, know exactly what this is. But for those of you who don't, I will not ruin the surprise. All right, so. Like I said, I have probably left out all kinds of people and all kinds of details. But Bert Ozer from Bertram's Inkwell deserves all the credit for pulling off almost a perfect show. Like we, it wasn't without difficulties, right? Friday was a slow day for a lot of people because of the weather. You can't control that. But Bert handled it well. You know, we had some confusion with the room set up. Bert's right there in the, in the trenches telling you what's going on. You know, anything we wanted for the after hours events, Bert handled. He did an amazing job at the show. And along with Atlanta, along with San Francisco, along with Chicago, this should be the model for all pin shows. It has the right mix of vendors. It has the right mix of attendees. It has the right size. It has the right location. And most importantly, what this show has, and I figured out after going from between LA and this show in the span of two weeks, I realized what Baltimore had and all those other shows had that I just listed, that a show like LA doesn't have, and it has character. This pin show has character. LA's a fine show. It's a pin show. You go to the show, you shop, you buy things, you mingle with friends, and then you leave. There's no character to the LA pin show. Baltimore, you could feel just like it in the air, like a vibe. You know, it was more than going to buy stuff. It was an event. It was friends and friendship and stories. Oh, by the way, there's also a pen show where you can go buy stuff and then share stuff with those friends. These shows that do well have character. And those are the shows that are going to see succeed long-term and grow. Not that these other shows are going away, but people are going to want to go to these shows that give you more than just the pen show. It's really cool. You can feel it when you're there. I had several people mention that. Wow, this is just fun. You know, just being around the show, even sitting at the hotel bar, or the hotel restaurant, it's fun. 
like it has a good vibe to it. It has feel. And I realized that's what the difference is between this show and, and LA. There's just, you know, LA had different things this year with construction and stuff going on, but I'm comparing it to previous LA shows. They were generally the same too. There's no character to a show like LA. So, you know, it, this was a, a fantastic event and it will be a mandatory event for my calendar or for Knox calendar. You know, as long as there's no conflicts, Baltimore is where I want to be. It's where I want to spend my money and effort and time to get to, because I know the experience is going to be fantastic. So thanks to everyone who made it that way, especially Bert and all of the friends in the community and, and everyone who gave it that character and gave it that feel and gave it that vibe, you know, it's hard to put in words, but it's just a really good show. And I think, you know, all of those pieces are why. Man. Oh, last thing. I wrote one more thing. One more thing, Mike. If you want a good feel or a, a good a good vibe, you got to go to this Instagram feed. It's called posting.life. This my friend John, who didn't think I knew his name when he showed up on Friday or whenever he showed up. He's like, oh, you remember me? I'm like, yeah, I remember you. He was at D.C., he took a lot of people pictures and just continually posted them uh, over the last few days. So we'll have a link in the show notes to his Instagram feed. It's hilarious. And just like I look at the pictures and I remember like, oh, man, that was so cool. Or, you know, and there's some silly pictures and fun pictures and just random pictures. But that gives you a good feel of the show. So, you know, definitely check out that that feed. Uh, he did a great job uh, with it. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to top this one, right? There's a lot of shows right at the top of the list, you know, the ones that I mentioned. And if you can crack that, that threshold, you're doing something right. So yeah, it was a great show. But you got another. (laughs) And, And we're not done yet. So Little Rock is fantastic in its own right. It's. I mean, I'll say it right now, and this isn't being unfair to Little Rock, but it's not going to reach those the heights of the list I made before just because it's small, right? This is a smaller pen show. But I've never enjoyed myself just being at a pen show as much as this because I didn't have to work. <laughs> so I finally got to be, last year, I finally got to just be there at the pen show. And I had a blast telling stories and talking to people. I learned so much at a smaller show like this. You can actually spend time with vendors. And this one, not only is Anna going to be there this year, but Matt Armstrong is going to be there. So, And Dan Smith, uh, the Nib Smith, who we just talked about, is going to be there. So you know we're going to have a big time. We're going to make... Uh, Lisa Van Ness's hair turned gray quickly because uh, we'll be at her shop antagonizing her. We'll be at her shop for her um, huge show party she has every year. I think it's Friday night. Then I'm hosting a party at the at the hotel on Saturday night. And last year I was surprised like how crowded it was and how many people were actually there to come to the show and staying for multiple days. They have a ton of classes, a ton of unique classes that a lot of other shows don't have. If you're in the area, you should try to make it to Arkansas because this is a fun show. Um, I, I'm I'm driving, so I like I'm I'm feeling okay about that decision right now. By the time I'm done with the show and driving home, <laughs> ask me again about that decision. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to Arkansas because I can actually get spend some time talking pens instead of like, uh, you know, just kind of like, I feel like I'm a little bit working the whole time when I'm there with knock and, and things like yeah. that. So I'll just get to, uh, I'll get to hang out at this show and I'll be there the entire weekend. It's really fun. I had a blast last year. So you done for pen with pen shows today? <laughs> just for today, tomorrow. That's a different story. This episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Harry's. Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, which is why over 3 million people have switched to them. And you should join. You should be you should be buying Harry's products. Do you know why? Because their founders decided to create a product that wasn't insanely overpriced. They wanted to fix all of this stuff. They stripped out the unnecessary features, the things you don't need, like a handle that vibrates. And they also cut out the unnecessary costs, allowing them to deliver to you the one perfect razor at 
an amazing price. A good shave comes down to good blades. So that's why they have their own factory and they make those blades themselves. And Harry's offers their high-quality blades at half the price that you're going to be paying, at just $2 per blade. And they know they're so good that they offer a 100% quality guarantee. Now, Brad, I'm sure that this is an essential part of your traveling kit right now. Yeah, I just need to build out the pen addict traveling shave kit for Harry's and, and get that built on the site because that's what I use. I use their dop kit, their razor handle, their blade, and their shave cream in the uh, smaller size. There's a portable size and then there's like the giant countertop size. So yeah, that's the the only way I travel to pen shows. Keeps me looking good and smelling good, Mike. And Harry's is so confident that you're going to love their products, their blades, and their great smelling stuff. They want to give you a free trial <laughs> set. All you need to do is cover the shipping. You'll get yourself a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades of a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and travel blade cover. This set is worth $13, but it's free for you. Just go to harrys.com slash right now, check out what they're doing, and get started. All you need to do is cover the cost of shipping. Our thanks to Harry's for their continued support of this show. And relay FM. All right, it's my time now. You had yes, enough. I need you to. I need you to talk for a while, or it's I can just interrupt time. you, and we can get some nasty emails or something going. But yes, please time. talk for a while. Let us know what's going on, Michael. So whilst I did not receive my pink love, uh, I was able to wrestle out of the snowstorm that we've had here uh, in England. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, that hasn't helped with my deliveries, by the way. True. Um, I've been able to get a Caveco pen sleeve grip or the Caveco grip for Apple pencils it's called it arrived um, and I've had it for a couple of days and I have mostly my first impressions but it does really kind of feel like a, a review of this product because mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. it is simple enough that I don't think it requires a lot of time to, to really really use it a bunch so one thing that surprised me it comes in the regular Caveco packaging like in the tin that they do the hmm. whole nine yards. like, And I wasn't expecting that because this feels like a little bit more of a technology product, right, than, than, yeah. th- than they're typical. But no, it comes in the, like the little like brass-looking tin that they do, you know, licensed to write since Germany, Germany since 1883 with a fountain pen on it. And it's like, okay, I get what you're going for, but I feel like this isn't the packaging that it should be. Um, but it's, it's nice, but it didn't... It was just a surprise to me to receive this technology product in their old school packaging. Yeah, I saw that in the notes. I didn't think twice about it. Now that you've said it out loud, I agree with you completely. Because yeah, I it would just think looks a like packaging a, would be it better. looks like what you're going to get in here is a sport, honestly, because that's what they've even got as a picture right. on the front of it. So I think that that should be something that they should think about if they want to sell this product a bit more widely. So the body of the the, the grip itself, so like the actual aluminium, the, the sleeve, is very, very lightweight. Um, it is way lighter than I thought. Uh, and then, and then when I put it on the Apple Pencil, I realized why. Because the whole package together, it is noticeably heavier than the Apple Pencil. Like, I haven't done any science on this, but it mm. feels about nearly twice the weight. So, on its own, on with the whole thing together. When okay, when you put the, when you put it on to the Apple Pencil, mm-hmm. the, the weight difference is significant. And gotcha. the reason for this. The reason that this is a problem or the reason that this is happening is because the Apple Pencil is too long to be made out of aluminium. Mm. Um, you know, like I've spoken about this a bunch. Like I want to see, I've wanted to see Apple make an aluminium version, but they need to make it a bit bit shorter because the balance is a little bit weird because this is a very, very long writing, like piece of writing equipment, right? Like it is, mm. I'm trying to find something to compare it to. Like it's even like three centimeters or two two and a half centimeters longer than my spoke pencil, right? Like it is oh, very wow, yeah. large, the Apple pencil. So, I mean, that's something that I've always found a bit peculiar about it, the size. My expectation is because they made it bigger for battery life. Um, sure. And then they made it out of, you know, out of a plastic. So it's, it's nice and light, but I've always found it to be a little long. And that is accentuated when you're adding weight to the whole thing. Now, the balance is, is a little off, but overall, once you get used to it, it's fine, but you have to get used to it because it is heavy, right? It's it's heavier than it should be, um, but once you once you've had it, once you've used it for a little bit, you kind of 
you get used to it, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not terrible. Um, the mechanism for tightening or like for for like kind of securing it is genius um, and isn't very well explained. So basically, what you have is two pieces. You have just the knurled grip section, and then the rest. And what happens is there is like this little sleeve at the very end of the grip and it's got a bunch of cutouts in it. So like a lot of slits all the way down. So when you tight, so then you put the, the you, it's, it's, it's like a collar, like a long collar. It's like a few centimeters sure. long. And you put the grip section over that and screw it on. And what it's doing is applying tension to this like collar and then holding it all in place. And that's towards the top of the grip section, not at the bottom towards the tip of the pencil, right? It actually it's extends like all the, the way down. So like this, okay. this collar wow. extends all the way down and uh, it, it, wow. it adds, what it does is it, it increases the tension around the whole thing. So you're like squeezing the, the, the sheath, I guess, to the Apple pencil okay. by, by tightening the grip section around it. It's very difficult to explain, which is why they didn't really do an amazing job explaining it in the product marketing either. But it is a genius way to do it, which will not mark or damage the Apple Pencil, it looks like. So I think that they've they've found a really smart way of doing it. And once you've screwed it on, thing does not budge. Like, cannot, you cannot get it to budge unless you apply, like, just her- horrific force, right? Like, force that sure. you would never actually apply in a general setting. And, I mean, you can keep tightening it up and you can think this thing won't move, right? Like, you can, you can be hitting this thing down hard and it's not going to come out um so the integration of that once you put it in there it looks seamless like it's flawless the way it's integrated yeah. onto the pencil yeah it's done very 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 well um the knurling feels great it's very nice it's very slight which i like um so it, it adds nice grip but the grip section is too far up so you have the mm-hmm. knurling and then there's like this little piece of like aluminium that like goes down into the tip you can see this in the pictures so you've got like the the knurled section then there's like a piece of aluminium that has some lines that run around it and then it goes down into the tip of the pencil the reason it's too high up is because they have to leave distance for the for the apple pencil tip anyway so it's always going to be too high up so i've kind of found myself holding it either below where the knurl grip is or just holding the knurl grip and it just feels a little bit too high for me. But it works, right? Like, it works. It's it's a little higher than I would like, but I have pens that are like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is a thing. It's a personal preference thing, but it works fine. Um, but it feels really, really nice to hold. The, the knurling is really, really nice. It, it provides the grip that I want from the Apple Pencil. Like, I find the, alum, the, 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 just the acrylic a little bit too slippery, but this gives me enough grip without being overbearing you know like it's not i don't feel like it's digging into my hands um the flat sides of the barrel uh is really great so uh, coupled with the weights that are inside of the apple pencil anyway this thing doesn't move right like it maybe rolls once and stops which the apple pencil does not do on its own in my opinion like you put it down hard enough and plus the added weight helps right so just the overall added weight that the aluminium provides is all to keeping it this thing from moving around so uh, my kind of overall feeling on this there are there are some things to get used to there are some drawbacks but this what Kaveco have actually done here they may as well have been listening to me specifically because mm-hmm. they have made exactly what i think apple should be making it is aluminium with flat sides and an old grip like that this is what the apple pencil in my opinion should be like as an aftermarket accessory this is a superb addition to the apple pencil and i think i'm going to get another one of these for my other apple pencil like it is it provides me with basically everything that i want from this product it is just a shame that there's no way really that they can work around some of the drawbacks without compromising the design like they, sure. The aluminium could just be like halfway down and that would solve a few of the problems, right? Like it could cut off, but then it wouldn't look good because they've done an mm. excellent job of integrating the design by having like the just the, the shiny silver cuff between the grip section and the body, which matches what Apple have at the top of the pencil by the cap, right? Like they've done, a, they've, they've done an excellent job designing this product 
and it solves a bunch of problems. It creates a couple of new ones, but the overall experience of this is a net positive for me. I think the only question I have is similar to when I was talking about the Pentel Energel cleanup in last year, wide barrel fine tip writing. So your smaller writing, is it more of a challenge? I I understand that there's not that much super fine writing, you know, using the Apple pencil on the, on the iPad, you know, not like I, I would write on the paper, but do you find that to be a challenge or normal, normal writing versus say, you know, the, the wider, looser, sketchy flowing marker style handwriting? Do you see an issue with the fine handwriting? I don't, unless it's an mm-hmm. extended period of time. I feel mm-hmm. like the, the weight of this thing over an extended period of time, the fatigue would set in quickly. Mm-hmm. But like in the tests mm-hmm. that I've done, it works fine. And also, you know, I if I'm ever, I think most people, I would expect that most people using an Apple Pencil are using it for for broad broader strokes than to write like tiny little notes. You know, like I think that yes, it would be trickier with this product. But my expectation is that the majority of people that are using it, it would be fine, right? Like I I think right. that if you're writing a so lot, too. a lot, like a lot, you're probably doing it on pen and paper. Right. So yeah. I, I would expect, I mean, and of course there are going to be edge cases, of course, but I would sure. expect that the majority of people are not using an Apple pencil for that purpose. It's like they're taking short notes or they're sketching something or, you know, using it for UI navigation like I do too. And I think that it's fine for all of those. But yeah, if you were spending 45 minutes doing some real intense writing with this, I don't think you're going to have an enjoyable experience overall because I think that the weight would get to you. Yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna have to get one and, and at least try it out. I think I can see this. I, I'm just impressed with the build of it and the integration of it. It looks flawless. It looks like it was made hand in hand with Apple. So nice job. Kaveco yeah. It, on, say, like, and, uh, I think it'll do well. You could take Kaveco's branding off of this and tell me Apple made it. Like sure. you could do that. And genuinely, as much as I like this product, I hope that there isn't need for it in a few months' time because I really want Apple to make the Apple Pencil I want, <laughs> right? Right, But right, I don't right. think they're going to. So this, is a, this right. is a product that I expect to be keeping on my Apple Pencil for the foreseeable future. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, very cool. I love it. And uh, I will keep an eye on these when they start uh, heading in, in more places other than uh, Europe, which I imagine this is going to be a pretty quick thing. It's either going to be zero or a hundred pretty soon, right? It's either not going to happen or they're going to be everywhere very soon, which I, th- I think it's the latter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I was, I've kind of been poking around and I haven't seen anybody else that is selling it right now. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Well, man, I am, uh, I think I'm talked out this week. I we bet have you are. I bet you are. Lots. We have lots of ass TPA to get to. I think maybe next week, uh, pre-Arkansas, we can do like a good half episode, if not an entire episode of Ask TPA. What do you think? Yeah, I think we need to get back to it. Because I have, I have them in a document. I have them physically here in letters. So I think we'll, we'll do a lot of that stuff. So get all the questions in. We'll answer them all next week on pen addict number 299 wow yeah Woo. all right thanks again for listening thank you so 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 much for contributing to our kickstarter campaign uh yes. we are just about to tick over to thirty thousand dollars which is wild like just wonderful wonderful <laughs> wonderful wild stuff so thank you thank you thank you um if you want to find our show notes for this week they are at relay.fm slash pen addict slash 298 you can find Brad at penaddict.com, knock.co. He is penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thanks again to Casper, Squarespace, and Harry's for their support of this show. And we'll be back next time with episode 299. Until then, say goodbye, Brad Dowdy. Goodbye, Brad Dowdy.